I do not like the woods. But there is a reason why I don't like them. And no, the reason is not the mosquitoes or other insects. The reason is not the lack of bathrooms and other nice comforts like a plug to charge your phone. The reason is not being afraid of the dark or any wild animals. As a matter of fact, I used to like the woods before. And every single summer, once the spring rain would go away, my dad used to take me camping. And I can't say it used to be my favorite activity, but it was nice enough. And so, what made me hate them? Well, I'm seeing the darkness that resides in the forests. Everything changed for me about three years ago when I went camping with my friends during spring break. We were really looking forward to that trip. It was our first trip during college, so for many of us it was our first trip without any family or any supervision involved. Our first adult trip. Our first wild vacation experience. You know, an experience that every normal young person wants to have. Given the chance, my friends and I would have gone somewhere very popular and interesting, like Daytona Beach, for example, or any other place known for being a cool, hip spot. But, unfortunately, when you live in Montana, it's not like you can just go to a cool Californian or a Floridian beach that easy. Well, I mean, you can if you have the money, but my friends and I didn't. So... We had to opt for going somewhere within our budget, so that we had to stay in Montana. I mean, well, after all, it's not that bad. There are still some nice places around where you could be loud and wild. We decided to go camping somewhere that we would have some privacy. We wanted to go to a not-so-popular camping spot, because we didn't want to go to any camping spot that would be surrounded by families and children, since, well, that's a total mood killer. We also wanted to avoid being in a spot where people would be telling us what to do or where we had to pay a fee, so one of my friends, Carson, well, he suggested a place to us. The place didn't seem popular at all. In fact, when we googled it, there was not much information about it. It didn't say that camping was common there, but it didn't say it was forbidden either, so we thought this spot would be great. The place had a huge area, and if you went deep into the woods, you wouldn't be bothered by any visitors. And on top of that, there was a lake around where you could swim. Carson had been there before, although only for a day, but he recommended this place. And since we trusted him a lot, we all ended up agreeing. Eventually, when the time arrived, we hopped in our cars and left. There were seven of us, Brenda, Olivia... Tori, Carson, Julio, Jackson, and I. My name's Theo, by the way. And we decided to travel in two cars. One car that belonged to Carson, and the other one that belonged to Tori. The ride was rather interesting, but to be honest, I don't remember much of it. We drank quite a bit. When we finally got near the place, we had to stop to the nearest town, and we had to leave our cars there. Luckily, the town was very near the forest. It was only about a 20-minute walk from the woods. The problem was that once we got into the woods, we had to walk 20 or 30 minutes more to get to this exact place where we were going to camp. At last, we finally got to our spot. 
Now us guys immediately started to set up the tents, and the girls started to work on getting sticks and stuff for fire and cooking some food that we had brought along. We had set up four tents in total, one for Olivia and Jackson, since they were a couple, one for Tori and Brenda, who insisted on sharing, and one for Julio and I. And there was another one for Carson, who was going to sleep alone because, well, he snored like a pig. Our first day was interesting. We ate, we drank, we went to the lake, listened to music, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the next day, we were going to go to the lake and just chill and have a nice barbecue there. But there was something that needed to be done. Someone needed to go to town to get more supplies and to charge the phones for a little bit. Brenda and I decided to go. We walked our way back to town, and it wasn't so difficult for me to find the right way. I've always had a good sense of direction, so everything was fine. Now once in town, Brenda went to the supermarket to get to the supplies while I stayed in a coffee shop charging the phones. And while I was minding my own business, the coffee shop owner came to me. It was an old man who looked kind of mysterious. You the boys who arrived yesterday? He asked me. Um, yeah. I answered, surprised that he would even know that. How do you know? Well, it's a small town. Everyone here knows everything. You let your cars park near here, he proceeded to say. Oh, yeah, we did. I mean, is that a problem? I proceeded to ask him. Where are you staying? He asked, changing the subject. Um, you know, somewhere near here. You're not camping, are you? He asked me. Now, when he asked me that, I honestly didn't know what to say. Why was he asking me all these questions? I didn't even know if I should answer questions from a stranger, so well, I didn't say anything. You see, camping around this area is not safe, son. Strange things happen sometimes. Well, I mean, what do you mean by that? I curiously asked him. Well, the woods sometimes can be like the ocean. The deeper you go, the more isolated you are. And, well, you don't know what you're going to find. The old man answered. I wanted to ask him more questions, but at that moment, Brenda came back and well, we had to go. When I was going to pay for the coffee I had, the old man grabbed my hand intensively. Young man, please listen to what I said. Be careful. Go find somewhere else to stay. I can even help you find a place if need be. He said while looking at me with his bright blue eyes. Now that completely threw me off guard. Hell, I didn't know what to say. I ended up telling him not to worry about it because we were at a hotel. I didn't even grab the change. I simply grabbed Brenda quickly and got the fuck out of there. When we got out, Brenda was asking me what that was all about. I didn't want to freak her out, and to be honest, even if he acted weird, he was a very old man, so he was just probably saying some bullshit. I told Brenda not to worry about it, and I tried to forget about the whole episode. After a long walk, Brenda and I got back to the camping spot. For the rest of the day, we ended up going to the lake and did what we had planned. It was a very normal day. 
But things started to turn a little more strange during the night when it was time to go to bed. All of us ended up going to our respective tents. Approximately an hour or so after we had gone to sleep, one of the girls screamed. Now immediately, all of us rushed to get out of the tents. and We found Tori running back to us. She had her pants down and was crying. She said that she went out to do her business when she saw a man staring at her and whistling from afar. He didn't do anything to her though. As soon as she saw him, she ran away, but she insisted she felt as if the man had chased her. Now, we thought this was strange, so Carson, Julio, and I went to take a look while Jackson stayed with the girls. We looked around for about 30 minutes or so. Each one of us even went in different directions, but we didn't see anything, so we decided to head back to the campsite. Once there, the rest said that they believed Tori had imagined everything because, well, she was way too drunk and high. We asked her questions, but hearing her twice, we understood why the others thought she was imagining it. I mean, what she was saying made zero sense. When we asked her, is she a 100% sure if it was a person, she said she didn't know anymore because apparently his face looked like a blur. And at the end, she said it might have been nothing, and it did make more sense knowing it was just a misunderstanding, but I have to admit that part of me couldn't relax. Anyway, everybody was cool thinking it was nothing, but my mind couldn't stop thinking about what the man at the coffee shop told me earlier in the day. What if he was really warning me, and I took it lightly? Or what if it was a setup coming from him because he knew where we were? Now, I was so uneasy, but I didn't want to tell the others. And after all the commotion stopped, we went back to our tents. The next day, when we woke up, well, we noticed something. Carson's tent was open, and he wasn't there. However, this wasn't extremely alarming. At least, not at the time, because... He has done this a lot of times before. He just goes somewhere without letting us know. And so this is kind of his normal pattern and we were at a place that he knew. We just thought it was okay. Now, on this day, it was Jackson and Olivia's turn to go to town to get more supplies and charge the phones. They left at approximately 10 in the morning. So it was only Julio, Tori, Brenda, and I. Now, Tori, Brenda, and I were really looking forward to go back to the lake. Julio, on the other hand, wanted to stay a little longer to sleep. So the three of us went ahead to the lake, and he stayed behind at the camping site. And the girls and I were having a lot of fun, swimming and talking about life and all that stuff. And since we had no phones with us, because we had given them to Jackson and Olivia, we weren't exactly aware of the time. But when I looked at my watch... I noticed it was almost 12 in the afternoon. Now, I particularly thought it was weird that Julio hadn't come yet. I told the girls I was going to go back to the camping site to check that he was okay. But the girls insisted for me to stay, saying they didn't want to stay alone. So, to avoid being a jerk, I stayed with them. An hour later, while we were still chilling at the lake, we heard something coming from the woods. Now, we immediately looked toward the direction where the noise came from, and we clearly saw the figure of a man. 
We thought it was Julio, so we started screaming at him to get in here, but instead, he just ran off. We all looked at each other very surprised. What did he do that for? Tori asked. But then Brenda said something in a broken tone. Guys, I don't think that was Julio. In fact, I'm sure he wasn't. And I also had my doubts that it wasn't Julio, because behavior isn't normal for him. But the first thing that jumped to my mind was to say maybe it was Carson trying to scare us. But Brenda, with tears in her eyes, looked at us and said, Guys, it was none of them. Didn't you see his face? It looked wrong. It was a person, yes, but his face was just wrong. Now, the girls were very scared, and, well, I wasn't going to lie, and so was I. Maybe the safest thing would be to stay in the lake, but it's impossible to stay there forever. We had to go back to the camping area to talk to the others and tell them that there was, in fact, someone lurking around. We went out of the lake as soon as we could and just made our way back super fast. In a matter of minutes, we got to the camping area, but... Over there, things didn't look any better. There was a puddle of blood coming out from Julio's tent. None of us wanted to look, but we had to. And once we did, we saw one of the most awful things we had ever seen. Well, at least so far. Julio was laying in his tent, and his guts were hanging out. As if a wild animal had attacked him, but we really doubted this was the case. The girl started to throw up. I was very scared, but I knew something had to be done. We needed to go to town and catch Olivia and Jackson, and to ask for help. Now, Tori insisted that we had to stay there hiding because it was better to wait inside a tent until Carson or the others would show up, but Brenda and I knew that it wasn't safe. We knew that whoever did this to him would not hesitate doing it to us. We had to get away. And so the girls and I began to run towards the direction that took us back to the road. Less than three minutes into running, I stumbled upon something and tripped. Whatever I stumbled upon felt big and strong, and the moment I fell, I could hear the girls scream. I stood up and looked at it, and it was what I suspected it would be. Another one of my friends, Carlson, was lying dead on the ground. This time, his throat had been slit open. What we have witnessed was terrifying, but I knew that we needed to get the hell out of there. I tried to encourage the girls to move, but Tori was in shock laying on the ground. We tried to make her move when, suddenly, we heard someone whistling. We looked everywhere in fear and eventually saw something moving between the trees. And in a matter of seconds, he emerged from the shadows of the leaves and we could see him clearly. It was the man that's been chasing us, the same one that Brenda saw at the lake and the alleged murderer of our friends. But there was something even more terrifying than all of that. His aspect. As Brenda had previously said, there was something wrong with his face. His height and weight were approximately the same as mine, but he had no hair and his face was pinkish and twisted. Eventually, Tori finally stood up, and we were able to run. However, we weren't able to escape. 
He was too close to us and managed to grab Tori. Brenda and I stopped for a split second, and I could tell she was going back to help Tori, but I grabbed her hand hard and told her it was too late and began to run with her. And so, we escaped while listening to Tori's screams, and a dreadful sound that I assumed was her being stabbed. Brenda and I ran fast, I mean... We ran as fast as we could ever imagine running. Eventually, we saw the road and followed it all the way back to town. We headed to the coffee shop where the old man was. Luckily, he was in and nobody else was around. As soon as we entered the coffee shop, we almost collapsed on the floor and were having difficulties catching our breath because of how much we just ran. You saw him, didn't you? said the man. I asked him how did he know about all this. He then said that he had escaped from it in the past, and so have the other people in town. Unfortunately, some others weren't that lucky. Brenda asked the man what that thing was. I don't know, but it's been there a long time. Catches you easily, but he's hard to find. The man said as he grabbed the phone and called the sheriff telling him that the creature of the woods was back again and I've killed some campers. We were told by the old man to wait at his coffee shop while the sheriff and other locals went to the woods to investigate. They did not find the strange man, strangely. They did not find the corpses of Julio or Carlson either. Another thing they found in the woods, Olivia's purse with all our cell phones. Olivia and Jackson were never seen in town, and so we assumed they were found by that thing before they made it to the town. And all of our friends were gone and dead, obviously. In talking to the sheriff and other people in town, they explained that this was not the first time that it had happened. They said there has been at least five other cases of missing and dead people in the woods. And at least six people, including the coffee shop owner, claimed to have seen the same man that we saw. The weird thing is that no one has ever been able to find him. And this has been an on and off situation since the 1960s. The incident got reported like all the other times. Search and rescue have been out searching the woods, but nothing happened. The families of our dead friends still can't wrap their heads around the whole situation. Quite honestly, it feels deep down like they hate Brenda and I. Even for my own parents, the situation is hard to believe. If you say a person tried to kill you, everyone will believe you. But if you say a strange, human-like freak show tried to kill you, people will raise their eyebrows and question after the incident, Brenda and I never spoke again. The last thing I knew is that she moved back to Nevada with her parents. I have kept in contact with some people from the town. For different reasons, I'd rather not reveal the name of the town or the name of the woods. But according to the information the town's people sent me, they believe that there was this woman a long time ago who gave birth to a child that was grossly deformed. Not knowing how to raise him, she abandoned him in the woods. And ever since, he had to learn how to survive on his own and just hates people. Some older people from the town claim the story is true. 
and obviously there's no way to confirm it, but the truth is that it's the only theory that exists about the strange man from the woods.